more, babe. So we're doing Star Babe, right? Yes, I think so. I'm planning on talking about Star Babe. Excellent. Wait, what? We're sponsored by Mint now. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so some Ryan Reynolds. Uh what is happening? Is this a Joe Pesci song? No. <laughs> what is happening? Uh it's just like a like a three-minute montage of that that song you're hearing, and just the like aliens and like bar scenes from Star Babe. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one of the first things that happened when I googled it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's time to finally put it into the raincoat files. Yeah, we're gonna seal them again. They've brought us nothing but trouble. Yeah. Um, I've gotten in a lot of trouble because of them. As I remarked last week, uh, those those people that were mad at me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and since then, I've been on the run. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I've been on the run, but I've also been on the hunt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I got a tip about porn producer in Belize with ties to the Third Reich. Oh. Yeah. And I got down there, and they were cloning Hitlers and making them fuck. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's quite the uh, discovery. Yeah, I, I blew it wide open. <laughs> uh, and I blew up the base slash studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, I decided for the good of humanity and because it's Christmas time in general <laughs> that... We didn't need a bunch of horny Hitlers planning to uh, retake the world from their uh, South American stronghold. I could see where you're coming from. Yeah, some people think that Hitler wasn't that bad, but I'm not one of them. I think he was a bad, bad man, and if Santa were here, he would probably give him a spanking. But It's a bold position to take. Well, Santa died. In the, in the thing Hitler did. In the, the movie, the thing. No, in the the I don't want to say it. The thing that Hitler did, the, oh, ba- okay. the bad thing. I don't want to make too allegedly. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but the point is, is that they shot Santa down in 1939, and Hitler had him killed. Who's been delivered by presents all these years? It's been your mom and dad. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, I've got a phone call to make. Okay. Well, you go make that phone call. I'm going to tell everyone that once again we're here to talk about the Braincoat Report. The Braincoat Report? Uh, no, I have a cold. Okay. I understand now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Gross. I love editing those out. I bet you do. I love that you have to hear them constantly. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I'm going to tell them about the raincoat report. And 
It's the Raincoat Files. We did it. We revealed the truth, I think. A portion of the truth, at least. Yeah. What What we revealed was true. Yeah, what we revealed was true, but... There's so much truth out there that we could only do so much in a month. Yeah, if you look most of this stuff up, they're going to say it didn't happen, but they're just covering it up. Yeah. Uh, they're going to try to tell you that there was no beast in space, but we saw it with our own eyes. Yeah, they're going to tell you that in the future there won't be fun motorcycle games, and they'll be wrong. Yeah, they're going to try to fuck around with you and tell you that there have never been femaleans on this planet. Yeah. And that's the, obviously a lie. Yeah, they don't, the femaleans walk among us. And most importantly, they're going to tell you that star babes don't exist. And those are different from femaleans. They are very different. They're a similar intergalactic sort of uh, group. Yes. They work for uh, vast, omnipresent governmental bodies that we don't see. Uh, yes, they they work and, and they report to various captains. Uh, like Captain... Was it Captain Amazing? It's Captain Marvelous. Captain Marvelous, that's right. Yeah. With a t-shirt that would certainly get him in trouble with the Disney legal team. Yes, and that's really, I think, about where that whole uh comparison analogy breaks down yeah uh, star babes are a lot cooler than femalians is what i've learned yeah i like the star babes quite a bit more than the femalians yeah if there was a war between the two i, I know which side i would pick i know where my bread's buttered yeah it's buttered by star babes so that means today we're talking about star babe yes a from... 1977 film yes Directed by Jack Gennaro, who uh, directed 56 films from 1971 through 1989. Uh, Anything you heard of? Just skimming through it, I'm not really recognizing anything. Well. But uh, that's not to say that his work isn't necessarily... uh, noteworthy he did star babe oh wait oh yeah he did do star babe i've seen that one yeah that one's great um no i don't know any of these well Uh. (laughs) (laughs) yes and the the cast is also uh a group of people that we've not really come across before in fact uh the titular star babe played by tommy larroe this is her only credit on imdb yeah, uh, this one's weird because it's in San Francisco in the late 70s, but there's not really anyone who's familiar to us, you know? Yeah, it's usually like that same group of people that are in Bob Chin movies. Right, you would expect Paul Thomas to show up here at some point. But Probably as a therapist. Yeah, space therapist. <laughs> space therapist. But, you know, we don't really know who's who because there's a lot of rubber masks in this one yes uh the internet adult film database uh lists most of the characters as unknown males <laughs> they all have pretty big dicks that's the common thread that's true i'd imagine that some of these are the same person probably i think so i was trying to uh 
study their penises? Yeah, do a little uh, deep penis forensics. <laughs> uh, just checking, you know, and comparing. I would zoom in and enhance on the head and do like a rotate on it. Right. And I would interpose the two and it would just reject it if they didn't match. Right, right. So uh, we're getting there. And then that's all thanks to you all's uh, our, uh, our sponsor and our listeners who are uh, feeling that. That fuels the Raincoat Institute, which allows me to play with fantastical CSI level technologies to uh, compare and contrast various penises. It's really the Lord's work that you're doing today. Thank you. In most days. Are you talking to the audience? Uh, actually, I was talking to you. I'm going to... But also, I would say that because the audience is funding you being able to do the Lord's work, then just by the transitive property of doing shit, I feel like that makes them doing the Lord's work as well. We're all going to heaven, boys. Hell yeah. Oh, you're not. Oh, shit. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't seem that Starbabe has gotten even a DVD release. Um, I have seen some black market DVDs that uh, might be what we have. It uh, seems... What we have is in rough shape. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to be fun for you to try to pull samples of anything for this. It's going to be great because it's going to be super distorted and yeah. the audience is going to love hearing those uh, segments. Yeah. Um, the movie starts out normally and then about 45 seconds in, it sounds like it blows a speaker and nothing ever kind of comes back. Yeah, it's like the volume got cranked up all the way and distorted, but then like was uh, made quieter <laughs> after it was already distorted. So yeah, they realized how bad it sounded if you just released that at the volume they uh, mastered it to sound that way at. Right. Uh, but beyond the audio issues and some video quality issues, I'd say this film's a real treat. It really is. It's something that I couldn't stop watching. We'll we'll get into the details here yeah. in a moment. So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk more about Star Babe. In the year 2080, God created three lovely space maidens. One was born on the planet Stuck. Her name was Star Babe. The planet of Eros gave us our second space lady named Twinkletoes. Our third femme fatale was from the outer regions called Milky Way, and that also was her name. These three lovely creatures, all most proficient in their various specialties, worked for the United World Space Agency. Now, it's really weird watching jake johnson and older stuff yeah and thinking that he was trying to take down the capital yeah he was up there they said that he had a hatchet <laughs> that's not true i made that up i don't know what he i don't even know if he went inside i know he was just there chilling i know yeah i know that you can see several photos of him just there chilling he looks like he's having the time of his life though in a way he's got this very like, i'm sure he's been doing a lot of yelling and stuff yeah he's got this very like stern look on his face where he's kind of like he looks very determined like yeah. he really thought something big was going to go down that day 
They were going to overturn the election that day. Yeah, he really thought that's what was going to happen. So he was like, I don't know, the thought process would be like, yes, I'll do this today, and next week I'll go record new episodes of Bob's Burgers. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he just expected to get shot. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like on, like, most comedy shows, there's always, like, one guy who's pretty conservative compared to everyone else. Like, yeah, I know John Swartzwelder on The Simpsons was. Uh, Who uh, who's that? He was one of the writers and like directors. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think he did any voices, but uh, okay, that's who I assume. I, I assumed yeah. you meant an actor, but yeah, that makes sense. Mike, the second Mystery Science Theater host, is apparently pretty conservative. Really? Yeah, huh. which is kind of yeah. It doesn't seem like he'd be that kind of guy, but. Um, maybe that works for him. I mean, I wouldn't have thought Jake Johnston really. Yeah, I don't know. You can, I feel like he was always like the straight man. Maybe it's normally like a straight man type of thing. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. Bob Odenkirk's probably a little, little bit. You know, not like he wasn't at the <laughs> Capitol, but you know, he probably he probably doesn't like taxes. <laughs> and your cat hates taxes. Yeah, she is pissed that you even brought them up. Yeah. She is going to bite me. So let's get on and talk about this movie. Uh, okay. Well, space. What is this? Space. Spaceballs. Yeah. We're talking about Spaceballs to the the quest for more money. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yogurt. No, Star, Star Babe. Oh, okay. Well, the film opens with a star field and some orchestral music. I believe that that is... Uh, both the case for Starbabe and Spaceballs, too. Yes, yes. We see more of this as the camera kind of fake flies through space, which is really just kind of an animation of some still shots. Yes. Um, there's a narration. Yes. Uh, in the year 2080, God created three lovely space maidens. On planet Shook, there was Starbabe. Planet Eros had Twinkle Toes. And in the outer regions, in the Milky Way, was a lady of the same name, Milky Way. Yes. And all you really need to know is that Star Babe wears a bikini and the other two wear pants. And I really couldn't tell them apart other than that. Yeah, they are uh, similar looking. Yeah, it's like three like brunettes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they were very proficient and worked for the space whatever space command space agency whatever yeah some bullshit don't worry about it their mission was to uh find plans that were being made to overthrow the earth oh i wrote it down it's the united world space agency okay so i cared last night (laughs) (laughs) uh caring is very fleeting yeah definitely we see a lady on the apparent bridge of a starship flipping switches. Uh, in fact, there are three of them. They all have weird helmets on <laughs> of different colors, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this is our crew, the three space maidens. And uh, their ship, how would you describe the inside of their ship? Like someone's home office? Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good description. Yeah. A home office with some panels. Yeah, there's some panels. Uh, 
One of them is sitting in a office chair with the legs have been wrapped in aluminum foil, and the other two are sitting in kind of uh, like mid-century sort of like kitchen chairs, so they <laughs> sort of look modern, but at this point they look old. Right. But it, it doesn't seem like the kind of stuff you'd have on a, a fully functional spacecraft. Right. They also, uh, for their display, they don't have the uh, giant wall to look at like they had in The Beast in Space, for mm-hmm. example, which would be the most well-known usage of that sort of screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, they have an old CRT TV that uh, has very fuzzy reception, and a lot of the film is them trying to get good reception on this TV. Yeah. It's a, well, they're out in space. It's tough. Uh, and it's black and white, of course. This movie reminds me a little bit, just in kind of the uh, shabbiness of it, of uh, Dark Star. Have you seen that one, the uh, John Carpenter film? I haven't actually film? seen Dark Star, no. I like it a lot. It's like a good like stoner sci-fi comedy. Okay. I think you would dig it. It's very obvious. Like it started as a student film, and then they added more to it, but... I think anyone who can appreciate filmmaking on a budget would really like it. And then uh, the writer went wrote Alien, Dan O'Bannon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's great. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's got the sort of, like, uh, very, like, loose, uh, casual crew, just uh, perpetually stone types. <laughs> so it kind of reminded me of this a little bit. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I should go ahead and point out that the uh, acting of this crew is not quite stellar, I would mm. say. I would say that most of the delivery is like that of... The acting... Somebody delivering lines that they don't know what they mean. Like if I were phonetically speaking in Japanese or something. Right. The acting kind of reminded me, it was on a hot flashes level, where everyone's doing just okay at best. Right, and sometimes they're not. Yeah, yeah, sometimes they're just being themselves and just a little confused. (laughs) I don't know if there's a mountain of cocaine involved in this film, but I bet there were like some joints being passed around, I'm sure. I bet there was a mountain of cocaine in this film. That would be fun, too. The whole thing has a very cocaine feel to it, I think. So we see the crew pushing buttons and flipping switches, and then we cut to what we see a lot in this film, which is a bunch of hand-drawn shots of space and very loud, synthy sounds, just mm-hmm. woo 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 type yeah, stuff. it's beautiful. Uh, it certainly helps that we have such a bad copy where the audio's just blown out. Because it's just a lot of really loud, booming, staticky, yeah, it's droning. <laughs> it's like if you were stuck in an elevator where the, uh, like you said, like the speaker had just stopped, like started, or the speaker had kind of started malfunctioning. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you're in there for 80 minutes while someone <laughs> comes to save you. <laughs> The whole scene's very bizarre. We get some shots of, like, satellites and graphs on screen. Yeah. There's a lot of graphs and diagrams on screen, in fact. I was pissed about how much math this movie has. (laughs) Yeah, there's, there's like, stripes of color, and they're, like, 
and within those stripes, there's like white wavy lines. Um, right. It doesn't mean anything. I was trying to figure out what it meant, but I was like, oh, this is just stuff they had. There's clearly some stock footage abuse in this film. Yes, and probably some like just stock photo usage. Yes. This is where we get introduced to the Starship Orgasm, which is uh, the ship that they're flying. It's from the Galaxy 69. I believe it's, in fact, from Sector 69. They say both. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, there's, that well, makes sense. There's galaxies, the galaxies are probably divided into sectors, so it's probably the 69th sector of the 69th galaxy. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's uh, the Starship Orgasm. They're seeing some sort of scrambled message on their old TV. Uh, they've apparently lost contact with Earth. They talk about, well, it's okay. They can do this alone. And we get some more weird shots of planets with uh, distorted synths. Lots of switch throwing on the deck of the ship. Yeah, you see some sperms fly into like a planetary egg. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Full speed ahead, girls, yells Star Babe. The other two ladies leave Star Babe on the controls and they go into the back of the ship to yes. a bed. Yes. In order to get there, they have to walk past a snoring monkey man on the floor. Yeah, he has a name, but I, for the life of me, I cannot figure out what yes. it is. And I <laughs> don't know that it's listed on the imdb as a character it's not okay it's, i didn't think so because i know one of the things is this film doesn't have like credits of anyone that's in it yeah there's no cast credits there's a few crew credits yeah and that's it <laughs> the two ladies walk past the sleeping monkey man and start to make out and undress on the bed next to him and this room is also worth paying attention to it, it is it is a room with a bunk bed, and all of the available surface space on the walls is covered in aluminum foil. <laughs> yes, it is. It has been completely wrapped. They continue to get really tonguey as they make out, and uh, we get some cuts back to Star Babe at the controls and is, the monkey sleeping. It is an extremely tonguey kiss, and it goes on for quite a while. Yeah, they're like they're like battling tongue tips for quite a while. Yeah, it's... like usually when you think of tonguey kissing, it's usually like in one of the mouths or both. Yeah, they're... but this was all external. It's all external. It's just too tongues slapping against each other for a good minute and a half <laughs> then we get some uh bush licking not cunnilingus yet no bush licking it's just a lot of licking the pubes and it's a it's a thick thick carpet <laughs> a bunch of cutaways we get some actual cunnilingus and we get some uh better shots there's a lot of really close-up shots in this film that are kind of interesting, but mm -hmm. also kind of just hard to watch. Yes. They would be better in smaller doses. Mm -hmm. It's around this time that our monkey man gets up, and he seems to be speaking in some sort of racist stereotype. Yeah, I can't discern what he's saying, but the tone he's saying it in, I, I take exception to. <laughs> <laughs> he gets up onto the bed with them, and... Uh, one of the girls tells him to lay back and get comfortable. 
Uh, he says something sassy about sucking his dick and licking his balls, so uh, the two girls go to town. He uh, sucks on one of their tits. Yes. Uh, do you think this is one of the worst ape outfits we've seen? I don't yes. Know. It might not be worse than the geek, but the face is... Uh, it's got, like a, I don't know, a very cartoon quality to it. Yeah, it does. It's got like a Hanna-Barbera sort of look about it that uh, the other ones have mostly been like realistic gorilla masks or uh, piles of shaggy carpeting and blackface. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give it to blackface this time. It's got it over whatever this is. The overall outfit, though, pretty good. The dick that comes out of it, probably among the best that we've seen from Ape Men. Yeah, that's probably true. Usually they have a tough time getting real hard, but this guy, he knows what's up. That's what what I think it might be like a pro. That makes sense. Yeah, he certainly seems to know what he's doing. This continues on for a while. He does more sassy talk that I can't really decipher because of the bad audio. (laughs) He yells at one point, jump up on that cock and spin around and do your thing. Oh, yeah. They both lick his cock up and down for a while, and uh, then we just cut to the girls returning to the deck of the ship and going back to work. There's no wet shot for uh, a gorilla friend. Unfortunately not. They spend quite a while sucking his dick for there not to be one, though. It really is sad. It's a bit sad, but uh, I think they'll make up for it later. What do you think? I think they will. All right. They're continuing to try to get a hold of home base, and they can't, so Star Babe says they'll just have to go on. They know what to do, so... More space shots. Uh, They shake around a bit in their chairs as they uh, prepare to land on planet Phallus. We get some flyover shots of the planet, and again, uh, they shake a bunch more apparently as they land. Yeah, she says something about how she wants to meet all the aliens on the planet. Yeah, one of them says something about how they're going to stop the plot with hot, wet pussy. Yeah, that's that's how you do it. It's at that point that we cut to a fake Moss Eisley uh, bar, but it's a it's also a pinball bar because the first thing that we see is an evil Knievel pinball machine. Yes. Uh, And added is a wolfman smoking a cigar. Yes, I love this wolfman. When he speaks, he kind of has uh, an Irving Jackalman quality to him. Oh, yeah, that's a good description. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, Dracula, the dirty old man, but I was thinking more about him. And I don't know why I didn't put together the Jackalman. He's got more of a, I guess, that Jewish kind of Dracula voice to him, but his look is... Obviously, yeah. A jackal. It's very reminiscent of that film. Uh, I'm going to call it an homage and assume that Jack Gennaro saw that. I would like to think so. Like Great th- work like that can't stand to be lost to time. Yeah, it has to be um, constantly looked upon. Indeed. <laughs> so our three space maidens walk in and take a look at all the freaks around the room. <laughs> Yeah, it's got a bunch of freaks. I love them. 
There's a naked, glittery dancing lady. Yeah, she's um, got, like, she kind of looks like, uh, what's her name in the Fifth Element? Okay, if yeah. she had hair like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> uh, she is joined by a bug man who starts to grope her. There's also a penis-nosed man who plays the flute. Yes. Uh, and Tricky Dick Nixon himself is the bartender. Yep, and there's a devil man as well. Yes, there is a devil man. And a couple people that sort of look like Greedo, but aren't. Yeah. <laughs> and it all takes place in what looks like a real bar. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a just a normal TV and everything in the background. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, yeah, they got all their friends together at the local drinking spot and... Handed them all masks. Yes. <laughs> So Tricky Dick serves them all drinks and tells them to drink up. A blue guy approaches one of the women and seems to pick them up. They go and dance to the jams in the club. We get a bunch more pinball wizard footage. And our pinball wizard sits next to the remaining two ladies in the bar. It's at this point that I decipher that they're prostituting themselves? Because Starbay says that it'll be 800 galactic whatevers. And then uh, he takes her back to his place. Yes. Our, and, uh, our jackalman. Our jackalman. And he takes her back to a flying saucer home that was designed in 1960 by the architect John Lautner. Oh, really? Yes. I learned a little bit about this house because it is... The exact house that Troy McClure lives in on The Simpsons. And I was oh. like, oh, yeah, that's the. I've seen every episode of The Simpsons too many times. But uh, <laughs> I was like, I wonder what the house design is called. And when I looked it up, there was the exact picture of it. And that's what Reddit said. It said, today I learned. And so did I. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's a John Lautner flying saucer home. Um, and he was lucky to get it. He certainly was. So the Jackalman gets up and walks out of his room for a minute. And when he does, Star Babe shuffles around the room looking around uh, in his lampshade and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then sits back down before he comes back in. He brought her some weird wine drink and she says it's delicious. She asks where he's been all her life and she starts to make out with him. He grabs her breasts and she gets down and starts to blow him. It's at this point that we get a lot of his voice yes. <laughs> during sex. Yes. And the house is called the Chemosphere. Oh. Sorry. I'm done with house facts. <laughs> no, we love house facts here on the Raincoat Report. Yeah. It's an important page in the Raincoat Files. Yeah, I think it's important to uh, just, you know, appreciate the architecture where you can. It's like in a franco film indeed except i don't think they i think they just took a video of this i don't think they had any access to the inside <laughs> right right he makes a bunch of growling sounds as she keeps blowing him we cut back to the bar and there's uh robots fighting there's robots fighting there's a guy on a ray harryhausen cyclops mask oh yeah yeah, yeah that's from one of the sinbad films so we've got a blue guy dancing with one of the ladies. 
And I'm not sure which lady is which at any point other than Starbabe. Yeah, that's why I said they do, the other two have pants and Starbabe has a bikini. Well, one of the pants girls leaves with the blue guy. And the other one's left at a table alone, but uh, the devil man at the bar starts to make eyes at her. He sits next to her. She asks if he comes here often. (laughs) (laughs) They chit-chat, and then she gets down and starts to blow him right there in the bar. Yes. I wonder if she's the one who was talking about how she wanted to make friends with all the aliens. Oh, that might be. It would make sense. She's very uh, proactive. We cut back to their ship, and uh, the other lady's there with the blue guy. He's fondling her breasts, and she starts to stroke his dick. She calls him sexy. Uh, I don't think he really is. He's got labia mouth. Yeah, he is not a very attractive alien, I'm sorry to say. She strokes and sucks him a bit, though. Uh, Back at the bar, the other girl's blowing the devil guy. He's actually totally pantsless, so it's not like even like he's just sticking his dick out of his pants. He has lost his pants altogether at the bar. He's got a dickhead that's quite flat. He looks like someone <laughs> squeezed it in a vice. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's okay. We get some close-up shots of her sucking him off. Uh, she finishes him off and wipes his cock on her face as she slowly strokes it more. And he makes a horrible noise as he comes. <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't be as bad normally, but with the circumstances as they were. She then stumbles backwards from him and uh, bumps into a pirate and a penguin at the bar. It's at this point that a guy in a stormtrooper helmet and samurai Darth Vader show up and drag her away. Yeah, a stormtrooper helmet and a white flowing cloak. Yes. <laughs> Samurai Darth Vader, it's like it's like they definitely got probably an officially licensed Stormtrooper helmet. Yeah. But they didn't have a Darth Vader helmet, so they just put some shit together. Yeah, it doesn't look right. But you can tell what they were going for. For sure. Back on the ship with the blue guy, the lady's riding him. Uh, he's fucking her through his pants. She's naked except for her sequin bra that's pulled away to expose her breasts. After a bit, the guy says that he's now ready to come. So (laughs) she pulls him out and strokes him to finish. And then we see her ride him a bit more. I think George Lucas should put his money to restoring this film. He really should. What is he even doing? Uh, I don't know. I really don't. What What does he do now? Um, I don't know. I think he's just infinitely rich after selling Star Wars to Disney, so he doesn't have to do anything. He's just like, he's just like sitting on his couch just watching old samurai films day after day. That and listening to the Raincoat Report. I sure hope so. Well, if this film gets a remaster in the next year or so, we'll know for sure. Exactly. (laughs) We cut back to Star Babe riding the Jackalman's dick. She's naked except for her sequin top, which is fully on. She bounces around for a while as he's making comments and growling. She hops off and his cum dribbles out a bit before she can grab it and suck on it a bit more and lick it up. We cut back to the Star Wars villains throwing the other girl into a pile of hay. Yeah, 
it's um, a real step down from the Death Star. <laughs> the Darth Vader guy is sitting there with his cock in her mouth as she strokes the Stormtrooper. Then the Stormtrooper says... Hey, Darth, old buddy, this supersonic chick has a body that won't quit. I'm getting hot just looking at her. Oh, I didn't catch that. (laughs) God, I hope this film gets a restoration. Yeah, it needs it. We cut to the stormtrooper fucking her mouth as uh, the Darth Vader guy fucks her on the floor from behind. We get some doggy shots with Darth fucking her and her blowing the stormtrooper. This goes on for a while and Darth really lays some pipe before he pulls out and comes on her ass. He then sits on the ground next to her and says something sassy about shooting his load. Then she grabs a radio, they're both collapsed, and uh, calls her monkey friend on it. He says, You're in trouble. I'll be right over. Then he says whatever his name to the rescue. Yeah. But I couldn't figure it out. Right. <laughs> and then we cut from that smash cut to some ass eating. Yeah, some wolfman ass eating. Yeah, Star Babe is licking the wolfman's ass, but he just has like a hole cut in the back of pants. Yeah. <laughs> That's where his tail comes out, I guess. I don't know. I like to imagine that hole's always been there, even when he was at the bar playing pinball yeah (laughs) and you just see some hairy white guy's ass hanging out uh but she's she's giving it a good lick uh meanwhile he's bent over and eating her out yeah and being fingering her with his uh rubber gloves yes he is and grunting (laughs) always grunting uh as this is going on she then pulls this capsule out of his ass which I think might be a battery vibrator that just has the batteries taken out so that it could act as a compartment. Yeah, I think so. Uh, This was uh, very strange and unexpected. (laughs) Yes, I was not expecting this for sure. Uh, But she opens up the capsule and it has some like film negatives in it. She says, I'll have to bring these back to decode them. And then she goes right back to eating ass. Yeah, well, you can't just stop. You got to... You got to see it through at that point. Yeah. Uh, Was this the mission? Yes. I think this is the mission. (laughs) They went to go stop a plot from uh, attacking New York City, as they would later comment on. By getting plans that had been secreted in a Wolfman pinball ace's asshole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know if all of those details were clear at the beginning to them. I think some of the details were probably vague. Like, I don't know for sure if they knew it was in his ass. But she did go looking for it. She did, and she was rewarded for it, for sure. Well, she did look, like, around his uh, lamp and stuff earlier, so I assume that she didn't know that it was in his ass. And she just naturally got to it. Yeah, it just came up. Uh, Nobody else would have found that, though, to be fair. Like, yeah. only Star Babe would have gotten as far as licking his asshole. Yeah. Most people don't survive an encounter with a jackalman. Yeah. And she made it all the way to licking his butthole and getting the plans out of it. <laughs> if I were going to fuck, I would take the secret plans out of my butthole beforehand. 
Yeah, I would probably find somewhere other than my butthole to put them. Yeah. I feel like a safe might be better. Yeah. The butthole is the body safe. I mean, that's fair. And I guess if you wanted to, like, feel extra secure... What happens when you have to take a dump, though? Just get it out first, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you didn't feel her sliding it out, though. I mean, maybe he's well-practiced. Yeah. He's it, been... <laughs> He's, He's been keeping various treasure there. chests and stuff up there all these years. The yeah, like rolls, little... of, like rolls of quarters. <laughs> Damn. We then see the Jackalman's phone ring. He answers it and starts to carry on a conversation as Starbabe looks around and leaves, basically getting her shit. We see the Monkey Man show up and carry back the woman who is with the Star Wars characters. We then cut to the ship, and we see the remaining girl still there with the blue man. And it's at this point that the monkey man shows up and delivers the girl that he picked up, and then Starbabe shows up. They do a countdown to leave and throw the blue guy off the ship, and then uh, blast off. We get a bunch of weird flying through space footage again. They exchange stories. I don't make out all of it, but Starbabe notes that while they were fucking around, she got the plans. Uh, Where from? A real asshole. (laughs) (laughs) It's at that point that Captain Marvelous shows up on the screen. Apparently he was listening in, and he offers to decode the plans for them. When he does, he explains that the plan is to launch a missile at New York, and they have to stop it. It's in Big Ball Mountain by Seaman Lake. There's a launch pad nearby shaped like a penis. Yes. He tells them to press the button that he told them to never touch three times. Why do they answer to, like, a superhero? I, I'm not sure, but I guess he he's not a superhero. He's a military captain who just happens to wear a superhero outfit and a cape. Okay. <laughs> and a shirt with Captain America on it that we haven't quite made out just yet. Yeah. Uh, let's just go ahead and get to it. Once we get a better look at Captain Marvelous... His shirt says Captain across the top and Marvelous at the bottom. And in the middle is a picture of uh, Captain America and his shield. Yes. And then they nuke a planet. <laughs> uh, yeah, so after 69 seconds, it says that they're going to launch a missile and they have to line it up just right to get it to where they need to go. We get a bunch of trippy space shots, something about them entering a magnetic field, and we get a bunch of, like, more stock footage and graphs and stuff. Yes. And, like, a chart of, like, some, like, uh, orbital paths and stuff. And mm-hmm. then they say something about being shot at by an unknown force, and we get some strange stock footage jumps. And then we start to see some shots of the surface of this planet. Look, it's a beautiful penis. <laughs> yeah, there's like an oozy, glittery penis diorama. Yes, there is. Uh, holy fuck was my note. <laughs> uh, then they fire and we see like a stock footage explosion that's very nondescript. Yeah. 
They say they did it, and then they're getting the hell out of there. So we then see Captain Marvelous show up on their TV. He said, I watched it all with my space monitor. That penis will never shoot sperm again. I want to reward all you girls. So we see a bunch more space shots. Some shots of people maneuvering around a spaceship or space station. The girls get the monkey man to man the controls on the ship. And Captain Marvelous shows up in a weird helmet. He's got like a yellow shirt with the Captain Marvelous thing that I described. And Mm -hmm. just looks like a total dork. (laughs) Yeah, he's not so great. He gives some plaque of valor to Star Babe. And then he says it's time for their real reward. Uh, We see the monkey man on controls more. Uh, The stock footage here I thought was confusing because it looked like maybe he was like zapping the earth or something. But I don't think that was what that was supposed to be. I think it was just random shit thrown in. Yes. He says something about how the missile would have certainly gotten to New York without them. And we zoom out from him and he's laying in bed bottomless. But he's still got his Captain Marvelous shirt on. He's surrounded by the ladies, and some 70s rock kicks in. One of the girls starts to blow him while he's kissing another. The third girl's just kind of on the floor touching random people. <laughs> Captain Marvelous and the girl he's making out with is are also just touching tips of tongues for the most part. Yes. Captain Marvelous says he doesn't know what he'd do without them as he's getting a double BJ from them. <laughs> He tells them they've done an incredible job. Starbabe says they'll do an even more incredible job now. He gets some more sucking. He says they're the finest crewmen he's ever had. We get some doggy sex as one of the girls is licking his ass. Yeah. Uh, But it's mostly like his upper crack because this position's not great for real rimming. Yeah, it's not really rimming. It's just a lot of ass licking. We hear a radio calling, Earth to orgasm, come in, please. The monkey man's asleep at the controls. We get some cunnilingus uh, between two of the girls as uh, the giver is getting fucked, doggy style. Uh, Another girl is still behind Captain Marvelous, licking his ass. One of them says, Courageous comets, Captain Marvelous, you fuck courageously. (laughs) We get some close-up cunnilingus with some wild organ playing. Home base is still trying to reach out to them, but the monkey man's asleep. It says something about them trying to give them a new assignment. And it says, what's going on up there anyway? We smash cut to Captain Marvelous fucking away. Uh, He's standing as the lady's fucking's laying down on her back. Heavenly heaven, I think I'm coming! He pulls out and starts to come, and another girl finishes him on her face. That's why they call me Captain Marvelous. He says there's bad news. They've got another assignment. Aw, all three of them say. You're going to have to do that with me all over again. They laugh, and then we cut to some shots of space, and then we hear in voiceover. Never forget, it is what you do, not how you do it. Sucking cock and fucking is one of the finest things you can do, and don't forget it. Do it often so you don't forget it. 
Do it often with me as your leader. Sucking, fucking, jerking off. It's for your country. It's for your health. It's for your sanity. And fuck, and you'll always have luck. We get our credits then with just a handful of crew credits on a star field. And then the end. And that is Star Babe. I didn't catch any of that at the end there. I'm glad you got it all. (laughs) I got most of it. Glad the film had a moral? Uh, Yes. Always suck and fuck and do it often. And with Captain Marvelous. Okay. With him as our leader. With him as our leader. I'm worried about him being a false prophet in the church of the teacher. Yeah, I'm a little worried about him too. Uh, I'm going to exile him to space. I will take under consideration his thoughts on sucking and fucking. Yeah. Because they seem thought-provoking. Yeah. But, uh... I'm not ready to call him my leader. No, I will not call him my leader. He's not my leader, and he's not my president. (laughs) Not my teacher. It's not my teacher. Hashtag not boss's teacher. All right, we'll take a break and then we'll be back to give our final thoughts on Star Babe. Well, you got yourself into a mess that time, didn't you? What about you? What, how did you do? No, I didn't get anything. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, did you find a secret plan? Oh, gosh, I forgot all about it. Did you find it? I can find them. Well, while you two were fucking around, I found a secret plan. You mean you found it? That's right, some weird asshole. Oh, girls, look. Captain Marvel is calling. He was eavesdropping on us. He knows we've got the code now. This is orgasm. This is orgasm. Come in, Earth. Come in. It's polished turd. <laughs> All right, well, it's time to polish off the turd that is the raincoat files. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh. It was, it was a lovely turd. Yeah, it was it's a, a turd in the best way. Yeah, it was one of those ones that feels really good coming out. <laughs> uh, this movie is insane. Yeah. In the best way. Uh, I love it. Not so much for the sex, but for everything that goes with it. Yeah. Uh, the rubber masks, the super cheap sets, the goofball non-plot that sort of holds everything together yeah and uh it's running time at just under 80 minutes i think is perfect like you i hope this movie receives a restoration one day yeah it certainly deserves it it's got a lot of uh weirdo charm to it uh it doesn't seem like it was part of the sort of the mainstream of porn production at the time in san francisco no so uh cheers to that independent entry in an independent genre yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) really overall not a ton to say about uh its plot or character development or anything like that there's not much of that at all but there are a lot of girls going down on a lot of guys with big dicks and rubber masks. Yeah, I mean, that's something special. Yeah, there's a lot of space photography that's baffling and <laughs> it's nearly infuriating at times. 
there are capsules hidden in anuses. Yes. There are... I think that's just a general thing that we should let our listeners know. Is There are capsules hidden in anuses. Yeah. Just if walk around. If you're in a room with... Suspicious of somebody. If you're yeah. in a room with ten people, there are probably at least two people that have capsules in their anus yeah. at this moment. What do they have to hide? There's only one way to find out. You gotta open it up. You gotta get up in there and take a check. I don't know. I just uh, I really enjoyed this one. I think it's a lot of fun. I would give it a strong three and a half. I gave the Beast in Space a three and a half, but I feel like I'm gonna revise giving that one. I'm gonna give it a three, like you did. Okay. I'm changing my call from last week because this is better than that, and they don't deserve the same rating. We need to start tracking this. I'm tracking it. Oh, are you good? I've got it. Um, I count them. I've given out 170 stars, and you've given out 170 stars. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's all averaged out somehow (laughs) to be the same. Thinking about the number of episodes that we have, that would put our average at like under two and a half stars. Well, most movies suck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Star Babe is quite a film. When I started it up, I was excited about it. And then I was like, well, you know, the quality isn't that great. And then the sound quality just went into the dumpster. And I was like, oh, maybe we can't cover this this week. But I couldn't stop watching. And I kept watching. And then after about 20 minutes, I was like, there's no way that we could not cover this. Yeah. It's... um. It's definitely a film that, even if it never gets to restoration that it needs, uh, the visuals alone, I think, can kind of carry it. Yeah, it's it's quite a feast for the eyes and a feast for the brain as your brain tries to comprehend what's happening. It's how it, I feel when I eat, because I'm <laughs> just constantly trying to figure out what it is that I'm putting in my mouth. <laughs> An experience, I would say. I think that I might have said that earlier, but I'm saying it again. Yeah. It's an experience. It's something that you feel in your bones as you're watching it. You realize that you as a person are becoming better for having seen it. Yeah, I've definitely changed. Maybe not better. You're different for having seen it. That's probably a better way to put it. Yeah, it's like when you go from a little wrigley maggot to just a nasty old fly (laughs) yeah exactly i would say that the sex in this film is just okay of course um i would say that the acting is slightly below okay Uh uh-huh but there's so much of a feast to the senses here like i would say that all the crazy weird stock footage and still shots of space and stuff Mm -hmm. along with all the synths it reminds me of the end of 2001 a space odyssey sure when things just go nuts yes uh but it's happening all throughout the movie yeah when you said that i was kind of waiting for a space baby to show up at the end but as i watched it i was like oh i see i see what he means yeah it's not quite that but it's right it's just the the v 
visual nature of it, just the insanity of it. And I feel like I only understand the ending of this movie slightly more than I understand the ending of 2001 A Space Odyssey. He was a baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. This was a lot of fun to watch as somebody who appreciates low-budget films, perhaps a little bit more than most. uh, I really dug it. At the same time, there was no real plot arc to the film. Like, things happened, and they telegraphed what would happen at the beginning of the film. Some things happened, but there was actually no... um, there was no antagonist to the film. Yeah, there's no antagonist or real stakes or anything that are set up. They they set up stakes. Okay, but yeah. But they don't really have, like, there's not any obstacle to it. Like Everyone sounded like an adult in Peanuts, so maybe they set up stakes. Well, they set up stakes in the sense that they said that, like, they were trying to stop a plot to blow up the earth or whatever. Okay. But, like that was all they did was they said that and then they went to a bar and then fucked a bunch of aliens and, and then came back and like blew up whatever was gonna blow up they were earth. they blew up the dick mountain that was gonna blow up earth damn but like they didn't have any obstacles along the way there was no antagonist to this film no she kind of blundered into it like it was like a complete accident Right. That she ended up looking that jackal man's butthole and <laughs> finding the the film. Yeah, it was it was a different way of looking at life, I think, that resulted in this film. Uh and I love it. It's my favorite Star Wars film. Yeah. But it's also a film with some faults, like the fact that the plot doesn't really do anything like remotely interesting. Yeah. But it's an experience more so than like a normal film. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Sex in the Comics or The Geek or uh, Dracula, the Dirty Old Man. Right. It's one of those films you just have to feel as you uh, process it. So I'm going to give it a three and a half stars with the addendum that I think a restored version of this film would get four stars from me. I because so. I can make out more of the wacky dialogue. Yeah, I think if the I think that's a that's true for me too. I was thinking about giving it a four as well, but yeah, not being able to figure out some of what's happening, a little bit of a drawback. I don't want to put that on the film, but I'm gonna put that on the copy that we have available to us. Sure. All right, so that puts a bow on the raincoat files. Mm, yeah. And it's Christmas. And it's Christmas. So that's important to do. Yes, it is Christmas time once again. Actually, it's past Christmas. Oh, yeah. Christmas is over. Christmas is over. We're about to start the new year. Oh, yeah. And with the new year comes the raincoat year in review. Oh, yes. We're going to do a little bit different. We're going to talk about how the past year has gone, how we've grown how we've uh shrunk <laughs> and, you know the contractions and so forth the uh the minutiae the, the the raw data yes we're gonna break it down into i'm gonna tell ones ev- and zeros i'm gonna tell everyone my favorite recipes 
<laughs> I'm going to tell everyone my New Year's resolutions. I'm going to tell everyone that they can follow us at Raincoat <laughs> Report on Instagram and Twitter. And send us an email at raincoatreport at gmail.com. And... Uh, Rate us five stars on Spotify. Oh, yeah, you they can rate. They just added that feature. I rated us four stars at first because I didn't want to be a braggart. But Boss convinced me that it doesn't matter, and so I gave us a five. Yeah, please give us five stars if you can. Yeah, or four. I would prefer five. Like, if you think that we just absolutely don't deserve five, then I guess don't give us five. I would prefer five because I think... More stars gives you more visibility. We want 170 stars. Give us all the st- give us all the stars you can. When we keep talking about stars, it makes me think of Mario Party. It's a nightmare. Make well, it to the end of the game, and then somebody lands on a Bowser space, and it's like, give all your stars away. We played a very long game once uh, as teenagers. And my friend's niece, who we didn't allow to play with this, was bouncing a ball. And the ball landed right on the reset button on, like, the <laughs> 40th of, like, 50 rounds. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Oh, that's infuriating. Yeah. I will say that, like, I think the angriest I ever get in video games is playing Mario Party. Yeah. It's just You're not infuriating. A person who, yeah, you don't really like parties. I hate parties, and I hate bullshit. It's full of bullshit. It is full of bullshit. Um, So come back and join us next week for the Raincoat Year in Review. We'll be back the week after that with, like, another movie episode. Yeah, we'll be um, another film. Another movie film. Another movie film by a pornographer of uh, some repute. I guess some repute is vague enough to be true. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to the New Year's party in Foxtrot with Vanessa Del Rio, don't forget your raincoat. Oh, yeah. That was last year's New Year's episode. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay, the episode's over. Okay. Are you going to put all that in? Uh, yes. Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) Never forget it. It is what you do, not how you do it. Sucking cock and fucking is one of the finest things you can do. Don't forget it. Do it often, so you won't forget it. Do it often with me as your leader. Sucking, fucking, jerking off. It's for your country. It's for your health. It's for your sanity. And... Gypsy Aunt once told me, well, you always have luck. My old Gypsy Aunt was a little strange sometimes.